Let's get real. Who wants to have another surface level conversation? Not us. I'm Samantha. And I'm Christian. Two friends having raw but truth-filled conversations about the messiness of life. So buckle up and don't be shy. Because, yep, we're We're going going there. there. Hi, Samantha. Hi, Christian. Good to be with you today. Today we are talking about rest. And both you and I have talked about this a lot before in our lives. We are go-getters. We're people who want to get it done. And obviously... How we even started this podcast kind of topic and conversation in the first place was we felt like we have a lot of different roles in life. And so part of resting and this idea of like, can we do it all is something you and I talk a lot about and struggle through and try to process all the time. So, Yeah, I feel like we're also in a world where everyone is telling us to do more, to be more, how to be more efficient with your time. And is it hard for you to rest? Because it is. Oh, yes. It is. Like I envy my friends that almost struggle more with like resting too much because I'm like, I just can't comprehend being able to like sit down and let my mind go and really, really rest. Yeah. So you listening today may be on the total opposite spectrum than Samantha and I were probably a little bit just similar in the way that it's hard for us to rest. It's hard for us to like set aside time for that. But obviously we need that. Samantha, how does your like not resting or you trying to do it all, how does that come out in your life? What does that look like for you? Well, for me, it's for sure my perfectionism. I just feel like, okay, a really practical example. If my husband wants me to sit down on the couch with him at night and watch a show or just relax, I cannot do that. I cannot physically relax if I know, okay, there's a load of laundry that needs to be switched over or I didn't wipe off the countertops yet. <laughs> do you like see this in me knowing me? Yeah. Like I, he'll be like, just come sit down. We'll do that later. And I'm like, no, like mm-hmm. I cannot sit with you there and relax about that unless I can only at times relax when I have everything checked off my list, which let's be honest, when does that ever happen? I kind of can actually see some unhealthy patterns in myself pop up when I'm realizing I can't even sit down to mm-hmm. watch a 30 minute show with my husband. Do you feel like you do that because that's what you see in other people or that's what you see from like the world's expectation of you? So it's like a comparing thing or do you think it's like a, I don't know, I'm only loved when I accomplish those things or what do you think that is for you? I truly don't think it's any of those. I don't think that's the norm. Like I look at my friends and I'm like, I hide sometimes how much I have to do at my house to feel like things are in order because I know they think it's probably weird. Like how much I do, I truly think it's how my brain is wired of just kind of being a perfectionist. And I feel like when things are going on in my world outside of my home that feel really chaotic, how I can tend to try to control things is by being crazy like that about my house or like making sure every last piece of laundry is folded or done. And so that's what I mean when I say I can start to see those unhealthy habits come out in me because I know I'm not maybe in a healthy place in my heart if I'm behaving like that at home. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I think that makes perfect sense. What I want you to take us into a little deeper, like when you know you're reaching an unhealthy point, like what are some of the things you recognize that you're like, okay, this is getting into an unhealthy. Is that something like Justin maybe says or just like something you know that it's getting into an unhealthy state? You know what? I think it's when I get to the end of a day or an end of a week and I feel absolutely like run ragged. Is that that phrase? Run ragged? Ragged run? Yeah, I ran ragged. (laughs) Ran ragged or just like totally spent. Or just like never having a sense of like 
taking a deep breath and feeling peace because my mind will literally race about the million little things I need to do the next day. And yes, there's like a practical sense in a lot of that. Like we all have a lot we have to get done every day and do. But when you can't mentally say, oh, that load of laundry there, like it will get folded tomorrow. Sometimes Christian, I cannot convince myself of that. Yeah. And so that's how I know it's unhealthy for me. Yeah. No, that's good. I think that's so real. Mine for sure. I mean, again, rest is hard for me. It's hard for me to set aside that time. Mine personally is based solely off of achievement. I hate to say it, and it is really ugly for me to say out loud. I think I've processed a lot of it in the last couple of years being like a working mom and just like getting older and recognizing things about myself. But mine is for sure very achievement-based. I wouldn't necessarily say I compare myself to others, but it is easy for me to say, no, I should be the mom who can do it all. I should be the one who works 40 hours a week and comes home and can make dinner and do two loads of laundry and do bath time for my kids. And I quickly can fall into, I'm not good enough or I'm not doing well if I'm not achieving and I'm not like the doer of all things. And this runs into my relationships too. Like, am I the best friend to all my friends? So it's for sure like an achievement thing. It's not necessarily a perfection for me, but it's, I just want to be the achiever of all things. And ultimately, like it comes to me recognizing that I want am pursuing this idea of like being limitless, that I want to be the person who does all things, can say all the right things, can do all the good things, can be the best person. And again, it's just ugly to say that ultimately I'm chasing a role that literally only God can fill and only God has that and will ever have that role. That's a hard realization for me. And normally the person to call me out the most is probably my husband or my closest friends. I mean, you've called me out on that before. Sadly, I think it's pretty obvious when I'm in an unhealthy state of that because I'm either like pushing too hard or feeling really stressed and like you said, like ragged myself, but like around my house and with my kids, my husband sees the worst. I think at work or in my relationships, my friends can call me out and I'm happy and I'm glad that I have friends who and a husband who does that. For sure. But it's for sure hard to realize. I think it's hard too. this talking about rest because clearly we see in scripture that it's sinful, quote unquote, to be extremely lazy or to just have this really lackadaisical attitude at all times or to not want to, you know, work hard and accomplish things. That would be wrong. But then it's like you hear us tell our stories. It's clearly coming from a really unhealthy place that we're overworking ourselves and finding it really hard to rest. So it's like, is there a perfect balance? What is that balance? I think that's kind of the problem. Like first identifying, okay, what end of the spectrum do I fall more on? And then what is it really rooted in? So like I said, for me, it's for sure that control thing or when things outside of my control are chaotic, I really grasp onto control in the tiniest ways. Like I'm not kidding just to like really drive home how crazy I am and to the point like I can be sitting on the couch and if I see a single muffin crumb from my three-year-old's breakfast like I need to jump up and dice and vacuum it up like that is <laughs> I know you're laughing it's but psycho well she also has psycho. like four dice and vacuums do you true. not I have two okay it's two still it is it's like, extreme so that's where it comes from me and like you said this kind of want to do it all and like how other people may see you even so I would just challenge everyone to kind of like think about that. If you are someone who tends to struggle with like laziness or like Christian and I 
try to figure out like where is that coming from in you because I think that'll help you. I don't think obviously Christian and I have talked a lot about this. Maybe there's never a perfect balance, but you can at least work towards getting more aligned mm-hmm. in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think it's a dangerous place, especially as Christians, that we can fall into thinking that we can do it all. And that ultimately, again, from my story, that when I'm chasing this idea that like I can do it all and I can be it all, that I'm wanting to take the place that like only God can have. God is a infinite God, that he is all things and he will be all things forever and ever. And we are finite. We are people who have limits. And that's something I have to remind myself of all the time. And I think it's a really important thing. I mean, I think you can get, it was once told to me and it like became as clear as day. I'm like, oh, wow, I'm trying to be infinite and I can never be infinite. That's like impossible for me. When someone said like, obviously at the end of the day, you're tired. That's a normal thing. None of us are ever surprised that after a busy day, we're tired, but it's because we're finite people. We have to rest to then do work. We're like, God doesn't need to rest to do work. And that's ultimately, he is good and he has the best plan for us because he knows that if we tried to do it all all the time, we wouldn't be doing it well. And so I have to remind myself, like, I want to be doing these things and I know God made me to do things. He ultimately like put all those desires in my heart to do. But if I'm not doing them in a way to like glorify him. And if I'm doing them a way to glorify myself, then like they're not going to be good because I need rest and I need to like stop at some point. Yeah. So, and if we could do it all, then we really wouldn't need Jesus. Like Mm -hmm. we wouldn't need to rely on him. We wouldn't need that dependence on him. We wouldn't really need to be seeking him daily because we would be able to do it all. So it constantly, I like that idea of thinking, okay, every time I feel tired or strained or yeah, like run ragged. Um, if I thought about that pointing me back to Jesus, like, okay, Lord, I need you. Like I cannot do all of this. Okay. So this is all good to talk about, but what have you done practically to help you rest more? Yeah, I think that's an awesome question. I think, I mean, it's taken me a long time to get to where I'm at, where I can say I am like better at resting than what I used to be. Yeah. I think, honestly, it started years ago. A mentor came to me and we were just like kind of talking about life. And I had shared with her how just tired I felt and how I wasn't really like resting. And like I said, I love connecting with people. I love getting together with people. So that's like my thing. And so she was like, Christian, I'm going to set a goal for you. Like, why don't we set up these like life-giving nights? And it sounds so cheesy as I say it now, but it honestly has created for me a pattern in my life that is actually really helpful. And so she said like for the next couple of months, we met kind of every other week. So it's easy to check in. And she said, I want you to set aside at least one night every single week that you say like, this is my dedicated like life-giving night. And on these nights I could hang out with people if I wanted, but it had to be like a life-giving person. I just, I mean, who made that list? Because okay. I feel like it sounds exclusive. Okay. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, everyone no, has I those friends who are either like really life-giving mm-hmm. or they just are not that. Yeah, and I yeah. think it's okay. Honestly, that was like one of my hardest things. She literally sat with me because I was like, I remember telling her, I was like, this feels so awkward, like making this list. She's like, no, like this is healthy. This is creating boundaries for you. This is creating margin for you because 
what we're figuring out is like you're literally taking your worst home with you and like no one wants that. And so anyways, I got to doing these life-giving nights. And so once a week I would have these like set aside nights. And if I wasn't hanging out with a life-giving person, which was actually like more often than not, I was doing something that was just like fun for me. So just doing something I wanted to do if that was like roaming the halls of Target or taking a bath, like, I don't know, it was just whatever. But it actually created this schedule in my life that then I started to crave that. And I actually craved like resting. And so that was kind of like step number one, which honestly, as I even say it now, it doesn't even sound very restful because I'm like, I'm still doing stuff. But now- It sounds very much like you if people know you. Yes. But then now, honestly, after reading, again, we talked about the ruthless elimination of hurry. After reading that book, my husband and I got really serious about setting aside time for like Sabbath. And since I work Sundays, because I work at our church, our Sabbath started at like 5 p.m. on Friday and went to 5 p.m. on Saturday. And that was super helpful for me. It was time where we were just at home. We didn't go anywhere, spend any money. We made a lot of fun meals. We just hung out as a family. We would be outside a lot and went hiking or on bike rides or anything like that. And so that was another way that I am someone who, again, since I'm an achiever, I have to like set a goal for how I'm going to rest and do that for a long time until it becomes like a behavior and habit for me. And so now those things are behaviors and habits. Like I actually crave that downtime. Uh-huh. I really have seen that growth in you because I remember a time, it probably was over a year ago even, that you randomly texted me and to ask if Justin and I would want to come over and just eat chili like with you guys and like bring my daughter and hang out. And I remember being like, what? We're both free on a Friday night. Yeah, we can come. And it just being so fun and it was not anything big. But do you remember that? Yeah, and I just, that actually <laughs> seems like forever ago. I'm like, wow, I oddly remember that. But yeah. I do think I remember thinking that was really weird that both of us happened to be free that Friday night. And it could have been a fluke thing. But I also think that was a time where both of us were really intentionally trying mm-hmm. to slow down and have more margin time to say yes to things like yeah. that. Because yeah. I got to a point in my life where I'm like, wow, the things I'm actually wanting to say yes to when friends invite me to something last minute it's really sick that when a girl texts me for coffee, we have to look three weeks out. Like Mm -hmm. that's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. So literally I think it takes a long time, especially like, again, just for my personality to, I have to make that a intentional like plan Mm -hmm. for a long time before it actually becomes habit. Because now it's often that my husband and I won't have something planned on a Friday or Saturday night. And that's like so lovely. Like I love it being at home and just like resting with him. I'm a visual learner and like a visual person. So I think for me, I had to literally imagine myself as, I don't know, it's like the whole like teacup example of like, <laughs> Samantha's looking at me like, what I'm are just, you about to say? I'm just looking at you because, are, okay, go, no, go like on. Talking I don't know about, what you're doing with this. Talking about like my energy margin and what I have space for, where like I can't rest well if I have spent myself on everyone. Oh, like the cup model. I don't know about the teacup. Like I've never heard it said teacup, but like the cup, like you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah. So just with tea, but you don't drink, like you drink coffee. But I, I, it was told to me, like it's like a teacup on a saucer. So you actually pour from like what's falling over in the saucer. Mm -hmm. So like your cup has to be full. So what I realized with my resting is like, I have to have a full cup to then be able to like 
be in a good place when I am with other people. And to fill that cup up, I have to rest. And so it's a constant reminder for me that, again, I'm a finite person. I cannot do it all. And rest is actually a gift that like God has given me so that I can be better and be in better community and be a better wife and be a better friend and be a better mom mm-hmm. because like I need him alongside me in that. Again, it sounds so dumb, but like you ask like practical ways of how I slow down and rest. Dumb ways of how I slow down is through reading the Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. It was actually really helpful. Like he talks about practical things like in your day when you're driving, like actually drive the speed limit. They are laws that you're supposed to follow. And if I'm being honest, I'm probably going like five or eight miles per hour over all the time just because I'm like, oh, I should get to the next thing faster and faster. And in reality, that puts in me a spirit of hurriness. And so is hurriness even a word? Mm, I don't even know. we'll, We'll pretend. But that means that when then I get with someone you know, I'm probably rushing through my conversation with them because I'm thinking of the 10 things I have to do after that. And so that's one way I rest. He also talks about stopping fully at stop signs. Like how much do you actually stop and like count the three seconds, Samantha? You're talking to an Enneagram one. So do any other Enneagram ones count the three seconds in their head? Because I do. I mean, I definitely go over quite a bit, but yeah, I really do that. Yeah. Well, see, I don't. So that was like another way that I was just like, okay, I need to like implement some of these things. And now that I say all that stuff, that sounds really extreme. It was probably now a solid like year and two months ago that I was really having to work on this like very, very hard because I was kind of at the end of myself. And that's why now I think some of those things are actually like patterns in my life because I can now say like I've done that work. Who knows? I may be there again. I may need to work really hard on it. But those are some of the practical things I implemented in that time. What about you? Well, for me, it's more on a daily basis of things around my house. Like that's when I see it come out a lot for me. I definitely struggle at times with the overcommitting, rushing from one thing to the next, having to book friends three weeks out to see them on a random weeknight. Those can tend to be habits that pop up in my life. But For me, it's more that I really struggle with this sense of sitting down and being present. When I'm in my home, I'm constantly thinking of, okay, there's a load of laundry I need to be folding, or I see a single dish out, like I have to do it. And it's really kind of humbling to me sometimes when Justin, my husband, will ask me to come sit down on the couch and watch a movie or finish a show with him. And I physically feel like I can't because I know there's something else I could be doing at home. So that's me being really conscious of those moments and saying like, okay, no, I can sit for 30 minutes and finish this. And kind of time blocking for me has been helpful of saying, okay, on Saturday morning, I'm going to devote an hour to getting things done around the house. And then I'm going to be really present with my daughter playing in her playroom, or we're going to go do something as a family. We're used to, I could fill my whole day. I mean, you really can never stop if you're someone like me. It's like you start doing one thing and then you start organizing a closet. It just continues. Some people probably will relate to that and some maybe no. But another really practical thing I did a few years ago, I guess it was about three years ago when my daughter was a newborn, I was realizing that I was just dragging her from coffee shop to coffee shop in her little car seat and just constantly seeing friends and not even feeling like I could be present. I really remember one day, you know, that newborn day, you're kind of still in this stage, like those days where all they want to do is just be held and you just have to sit on the couch and hold them, which I actually love those days. But 
I remember feeling so frustrated because I was like, oh my gosh, I needed to fold two loads of laundry and prep dinner. Like that's how my mind works. Mm -hmm. And it can stress me out when I don't accomplish those things. And I remember being like, this is ridiculous. This has to stop. Like I am home with my daughter and I want to enjoy these moments. And so I kind of made, well, not kind of, I did make a very practical list of here are things that I'm going to say yes to, not even this year, but in this season of my daughter being really young and being home with her. And all these other things that might come across my way, whether that's coffee dates with girls that honestly, like I really like, but I know aren't super in my life right now. Like I might have to say no to some of those, Mm -hmm. those one-off coffee dates that you want to have and sound fun, but like there aren't people that are really in your life at that moment. Mm -hmm. I was saying no to a lot of those things. I was saying no to anything that wasn't on that list. And that was very helpful for me, but also really hard. Yeah. I think actually it's funny you say that though, because I think part of that is we are both talking about making these lists and really actually being very specific of like, what is restful? What is not restful? And I think that's just so interesting that, yeah, you made a list of those activities or people or things that were restful or not. And I made a list. And I think sometimes when you say that out loud, that does sound really like you made the joke of like, that sounds really exclusive. That sounds really like I don't know what other words you use. It sounds a little awkward. Yeah. But I do think we are creatures of habit. And I think we have to like implement those things to make them happen. And so it was hard for me that I've once seen it done where like one big circle with like little inner circles inside of it and like inside right God. And so God is like the first and ultimate relationship in your life that you're working on and towards and pursuing. And then outside of that is your spouse, if you're married, or maybe your best friend or sister, like someone who you're like, this is my accountability person. This is my go-to person for everything. And then outside of that is like a close knit group of people who you're like, okay, if I need help or need something, these are the people I go to. And outside of that is everyone else. And so I do think that's a good exercise to really go back and say, am I actually being purposeful in my relationships? And am I allowing myself like margin to give these relationships what they need? Or am I like running around just like crazy trying to make all the things happen for all the people? And honestly, just really being selfish with your own self. I said, wanting myself to be glorified and wanting everyone to think that I was awesome and I could do it all when ultimately it just led to me feeling really drained and really overtired and not giving my best to everything. As we're saying that, I also want to say, maybe you're someone that has moved to a new city. Maybe you're someone that's, you're hearing Christian and I talk about, oh, these coffee dates with all these people and probably making ourselves sound way more popular than we are (laughs) at all. But maybe you're someone sitting there thinking, okay, I cannot relate to that. I am desperate for relationships with other girls. Like I would love feeling like I had a full schedule of girls that I could connect with. First of all, I have been there. I have been that girl. Mm -hmm. Second of all, kind of dig deeper and evaluate for us. We're talking about how it looks in our worlds. It comes out a lot relationally or just like the way our time looks, but maybe you're someone that when you get home and are stressed and are feeling really exhausted mentally and physically, you're doing things totally binging on Netflix, which I do think is fine every once in a while and like it can be restful, but maybe you're finding that, okay, that's not actually giving me that deep intentional rest that I'm craving Maybe you're finding yourself still snoozing on your alarm and skipping a quiet time or I don't know, just kind of dig deeper and find 
other things that you might be using to busy yourself and it doesn't have to look like our time and relationship examples we've given. Yeah. No, I love that actually because my husband and I were just talking about that the other night of like I think it's easy sometimes when you're so tired and exhausted to just like veg out on something that just fills your mind honestly with crap, really. Just like for him we were talking about like YouTube videos. He loves watching sport videos and I could probably sit on Instagram and honestly watch bloggers do try-ons for like ever. I know it's pathetic, but something about it is just like very mundane in my mind. But when I get done with it, I'm not any more like fulfilled or I don't feel any more rest than what I did before. And so if I was actually trying to rest in that time, I probably would have read a book, read a novel for fun, Mm -hmm. or read my Bible, or maybe called a friend, Mm -hmm. or whatever it may have looked like. Get outside. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like sat there and drank a hot cup of coffee or something like that. So I think there's other options that, yeah, I think that's so good because it doesn't look like necessarily our examples of relational like margin and like working on that. But it looks like also like what are you intentionally trying to fill your mind with that maybe is better for you. And that's going to actually make you a more joyful person because you're rested in that way. So this is just a conversation that we hope is really encouraging to you guys to kind of look at your life and say, okay, am I someone that is desiring more rest? Do I need to slow down? be really practical. Maybe you do need to go extreme with these lists that Christian and I are talking about, or maybe you just need to think about little ways that you can incorporate more restful moments. I do think it's important to remember if we're not just sitting with ourselves, our own thoughts in silence, we might be really missing some things that God's trying to teach us or Mm -hmm. honestly just opportunities to love on other people and I don't know, to just connect with someone. So we hope this is an encouraging conversation. It's definitely convicting for me to keep going back to and like reminding myself that I'm exhausted a lot and I can really change that. Yeah. So we would highly, like Samantha said, if that's making that list or whatever that may be for you, but really take an evaluation of your life. Why do you really feel like you have to be the person making it all happen and doing all the things? I think if we really all actually honestly answer that question, we really would be able to help ourselves and ultimately be more of who God has made us to be. Hey, thanks for going there with us. If you loved what you heard, don't forget to follow along with us at Going There, the podcast. And it also means so much to us if you subscribe to our podcast and shared it with a friend. Talk to you soon. Bye.